Hello, darkness, my friend. I've come to talk with you again. Oh, we're recording. <laughs> oh, hi, everyone. Welcome to Everything's Awful Forever. We make Schadenfreude cool again. If you feel like dancing your feet to the bone, don't, because people in the past already did it for you. They were doing it before it was cool, and it's a trend that died with everybody else. That's right. I'm Jessica Byrne, the dancing queen. <laughs> I'm Philippa Evans. Young and 17. If Is only. that how the song goes? I don't know, I don't but I, so. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, no. I don't want to be 17 I was going to say. What a fucking garbage age. I'm sorry, anyone that's currently 17, it gets better. <laughs> You'll be okay. <laughs> I just look back on 17-year-old Philippa pining over, like, some goth guy at a music shop and... Whilst currently being a goth. Whilst currently being a goth. My parents had to pay me to ask a guy out on a date because I was so shy. <laughs> And they were like, Philippa, we don't want to end up with a spinster daughter. We'll give you money to ask you this boy out. You should have been married two years ago. <laughs> it, was, it was a rough time for little Philippa. Yes. God, what was I doing when I was 17? Oh. Well, we were still in high school oh, for one no. thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I suppressed that. Oh, oh it's, it's all coming, coming back. back. Oh, no. Better distract us. I had pet guinea pigs, though. Oh. Yes. Guinea pigs are the worst and best pets, because they're just ovals, and I love <laughs> that them. That squeal. They're useless squeal ovals, and they're lovely. And when they walk around, every time they put a footfall down, they make a squeak noise, and like... <laughs> As they walk around and it's very cute. I was rabbit free at that age. Be better days. Better. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the, the worst, worst of times. times. Yeah. You know when people start doing podcasts, it's people say it's because for the love of it. But really, it's you want the you want the love. You, you want, want the, the fame. validation and the fame <laughs> and the money and the money. And so some people have decided that they want to give us money because they like the words that we say. And you know what we're gonna do to thank you? We're gonna spread some nasty rumors about you. Like, did you hear Willa? Willa? Willa. Back in the day, all those crinoline fires wasn't an accident. I knew it. Mm -hmm. Those crinolines were too well designed to fail. They were absolutely perfect. However, all the crinoline conflagration was because of Willa. She used to hide underneath them and pop out and set them ablaze. And then pop back into another one. She would like dive in and out. Like, you know, one of those like cup and ball game things where the man's like, which one is it under? And then they spin them all around. That was her. The police tried to find her, but then she would just like pop out and be like, here I am. And then pop out over there like a horrible game of pop the weasel and arson combined. <laughs> I was going to say the whack-a-mole of ladies yes, exactly <laughs> setting fires to crinolines she would disappear off into the night willa i hear that you don't know who she is because she wears a mask and bandolier mm, disguise mm -hmm. the pirate of the muslin seas <laughs> <laughs> 
So thank you very much, Willa, you amazing patron, you. It's thanks to you that we're here. So thanks to you, thanks to all your old listeners, and the words that I can definitely say. (laughs) And if you do want to support us, then you can do so on Patreon. We'll spread lies about you, or you can listen to us read very sultry erotica. Mm. Otherwise, if you just follow us on our Twitter, or tell your friends, or share our episodes, that's really awesome of you, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, sharing is great. There's a lot of podcasts as well. They've been shouting us out a lot, which is great. Book Mm. of Lies, uh, Textual Tension... Thanks so much for all the shout outs and things. Um, none dare call it ordinary. You guys are the best. None dare call it ordinary. And none dare do. So we were looking at the Dancing Plague of 1518. I just got the Dancing Grease. Ah! Dancing Plague. Enough. Silence. Oh, rhymes with Plague. I was going to sing more, but I mm. couldn't think of anything. The only thing I could think of was Hague, and that's not really anything. <laughs> it's a diff- that's a different place. Yeah. Shit, nothing rhymes with plague. Plague. Yeah. Steak. Steak? <laughs> Vague. Dancing plague. Symptoms were fake. <laughs> yes. Oh, the medieval steak. <laughs> oh, let's not quit our day jobs. <laughs> so on Monday, we looked at just the facts, like what happened. To Day, which is Wednesday. Hump day. Hump day. How's work? Have you humped things yet? Today is a follow-up to that. Just looking at some of the explanations that people have come up with about this dancing plague, because it's fucking weird. It is weird. It's Can just I say odd. my theory? I think, like, maybe some kind of, like, parasite. Because, you know, there's, like, those... that The only... The only reason that people love cats is because of that, like, brainworm thing? What's it called? Toxoplasmosis. That's the thing. And, like, because it needs to complete its life cycle in cats, it makes, like, rats unafraid of cats so that they'll be around them so that they can get eaten and so, like, complete its journey through a cat. And the same thing happens to, like, a person in their brain. It makes them clumsier or something as well and also makes them more fond of cats. So is this some kind of, like, parasite that, like, hardwired the brain? For some reason. So this was like a neural worm that was like, Watch me dance! Watch me dance! <laughs> Watch me dance! It originated from Elagabalus. Elega- Elega- <laughs> Jesus Christ, I still can't do it. And uh, yes. Or it's a fungus like Cordyceps, which is the scariest mm-hmm. fucking fungus in the whole world. Did you read or watch The Girl with All the Yes, I read I was going to say... Amazing. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, The Last of Us <laughs> is uh, <laughs> the Cordyceps kind of zombies. So you like a fungal zombie. It's so scary. It is much scarier than a viral zombie. Right? Or say. like a zombie thing where you bite someone because the human bite is fucking shit. So I think it might be something like that. It probably wasn't, but in my <laughs> fantasy land, that's, that's like what it was. Of something like it may, was, may have been a parasite or some kind of like parasitic fungus. Well, you may retain that fantasy because the truth is nobody knows for sure. Interesting. There are bad theories that don't make sense and Mm. there are good theories. Mm. And I'm going to go with the good theory, but I'm going to mention some of the bad ones. I love the bad ones where it's like, and it turns out Snape was Tyrion's mother the whole time. (laughs) I did mention Paracelsus's shit theory, which Mm. was that women suck. (laughs) And that was technically after the event, so we could mm-hmm. include it. Mm-hmm. I guess the closest one to your theory is that people blame Ergot. Right, yes, we, our old friend. 
Hello, Orchid Owl friend. Hello, I've come to parasite you again. <laughs> We've mentioned it before in the episode about witches. It's a mold that grows on rye and wheat, and if eaten, it can result in symptoms such as delusions, violent spasms, a severe burning sensation in the limbs, hallucinations, fever, and vomiting. Witchcraft. We watched the witch we together. Did. We watched the witch. It was good. And when the the sun is freaking out, I guess. <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> that was that was actually I think meant to simulate ergot symptoms mm. because remember all their corn goes bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And people have suggested that it could be an explanation for the symptoms shown by victims of witchcraft. Yeah. Although there are critics of the theory, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, take it with a grain of salt. It makes the most sense. The critics of the theory were, it was real, it was witches. <laughs> witches are real! <laughs> Kill them! Kill them! Its common name is St. Anthony's Fire, named mm. after an order of monks that were quite successful in treating it. While it could be used as a theory for witchcraft... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you started saying witch as well. <laughs> While it could be an explanation for that, it doesn't really work for the dancing epidemic. Yeah. Mm. Because its symptoms don't allow for, like, the non-stop dancing yeah. that the victims suffered over days and days and days and days. It just wouldn't work like that. That would be a bizarre kind of expression of, of ergot. So for it to have affected hundreds of people in that way would just be very unlikely. Could people eat or drink while they were dancing? Or did they have to kind of, like, boogie their meals as well? I think when they collapsed, yeah. they would take food and drink. Right. I mean, the state did provide food and, and kind of watered down wine for them. <laughs> and I think that they were kind of force-fed a little bit during the moments when they, like, came to. This just sounds like how German raved to me. <laughs> this like, go on for, like, two days and you get, like, drink the and food and shit. Yeah. <laughs> this was the forefather of German raves. <laughs> yes. This is where it originated. So that's the solution. Stras- was it Strasbourg? Strasbourg. Yeah, Strasbourg. That's that's the explanation. German rave. Yes. <laughs> Something like <Sold>. dark wave. <laughs> dark wave. I, I like myself a dark wave. Yes. So John Waller, who wrote The Dancing Plague, mm. the book that I relied on most for for this episode, mentions that the witnesses specifically use the German word tanz, which means dance, not twitch. Mm-hmm. Don't even know what that word is in German. <laughs> twitch. <laughs> People in medieval Strasbourg knew what St. Anthony's fire was, and they knew that it wasn't this. The more plausible explanation for the dancing epidemic is that it was a form of collective hysteria, mm-hmm. and if you think that that's more boring than fungus, you're wrong. Mm. <clears throat> Psychological distress that expresses itself through the body. Yeah. We did an episode on hysteria as well. Yes. Just all these callbacks. Oh my god, it, 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 it all fits. It all fits. <laughs> it goes straight to it the top. It's to all the top. connected. Oh my god. <laughs> We're going to emerge from our podcast and be like, lizard people. <laughs> Who knew? Everything is connected. And it's all awful forever. <laughs> When we did the episode in Hysteria, that was very focused on the Victorian understanding of a very confusing condition. I'm using Hysteria a bit more loosely, like more specific terms that one could use would be like mass psychogenic illness or collective obsessional behavior. Mm. But I like Hysteria. What's important is that mass Hysteria can take a number of forms, which again, we did discuss, like it depends on the culture from which it emerges, Yeah, as we'll see towards the end of the episode. And dancing is a weird symptom for collective hysteria. Yes, yes, because 
I mean, normally, under normal circumstances, dancing is an expression of joy slash drunkness. So, I mean... <laughs> were they all drunk? Maybe they were really drunk always. They were Germans and French, so they had, like, wine and beer. Why didn't the citizens of Strasbourg just engage in non-stop screaming, like in Würzburg in 1749? Oh, um, what?! Or a whole bunch of nuns just had like a screaming fit that didn't stop. I think stop. I've heard of this. Where there's one nun that started like howling <laughs> in the night and, and she was like, this is my expression of loving Jesus. And she was howling. And so like the other nuns are like, well, I don't want her to show me up to <laughs> fucking Jesus. And so then they all started doing it like one by one. And so then it became like the thing that they would just like go and like howl and scream into the night. I think there were two episodes then because for my one in Würzburg, oh. someone ended up getting banned as a witch. Sing. Other symptoms of mass hysteria have been violent trembling or laughing uncontrollably, so mm. why dancing? Mm. Like I said, hysteria is a product of the culture from which it emerges, so there are very specific reasons why it would be dancing. I'm going to look at why hysteria might have seized the people of Strasbourg mm-hmm. and not say cordyceps fungus (laughs) (laughs) and why the hysteria would be expressed in dancing in particular yeah so hysterical responses can be triggered by environment pressures which is what we see happening in 1518 let's just say that the citizens of strasbourg had a lot going on (laughs) the 1500s started with a meteor and it just didn't get better a meteor yay you know that's when god really hates you (laughs) just Pam, I'm going to kill you with the sky. <laughs> you thought you were safe? Boop. Done. Boop. <laughs> the sound the meteors make. <laughs> So in 1492, a meteorite crossed the sky near Strasbourg and fell into a nearby field. Oh. As above, so below, things happening in the celestial sphere were thought to have significance on the mortal plane. Mm-hmm. And this comet wasn't good news. It was taken as a warning by everyone that God was telling his people to stop being so fucking extra and put a stop to their sinning ways. It's like if a neighbor's really loud or something and like throw a rock and be like, shut the Fuck up! And, that's and what they're God like, did. as above, so below. This and game that I love. Dumb evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this game that I'm going to love, and I'm going to shout it out because it's the best game and everyone should play it, and it's yeah. called Keltist Simulator. Oh! And if you need more reasons to play the game, it's called Keltist, Keltist Simulator. Simulator. Keltist fucking Simulator. <laughs> the phrase for that game is, those below cannot escape that which is above. Oh. And I'm like, oh, it's a good start. Speaking of cults, one of my favorite things this is charles manson where it's like if you look up at me you'll see god but if you look down on me you will see satan (gasps) it all fits (laughs) no one was really confused as to who the sinners were i mean no one's perfect in general we all have our little whoopsies (laughs) but (laughs) whoops you're dead oopsie doopsie that just happened But the monks, nuns, and priests of Strasbourg were pretty bad. The clergy had been accused of having sex and then murdering the resultant children. Oh! I mean, I think one guy complained that five bodies were found in a cloister. Five child bodies. Oh my god. Oopsie! 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 (laughs) The clergy hired sex workers and ate lavish meals while the poor starved. Things I love in this order. (laughs) Henry VIII... Cortezeps, monks and nuns and shit 
going real extra and just being all like just fucking around and just kind of like whoring about and lavish meals <laughs> and like that sort of like perversion of their power kind of thing I love that <laughs> I just want to be a very disgustingly wealthy person basically so I can kick people in the face and then throw money at them and be like deal with it sit in your gold toilet seat yeah. shitting into it while people feed you Turkish dollars. <laughs> that's all I want is that too much to ask no no Many members of the clergy actually were the sons and daughters of wealthy citizens, and they weren't going to put aside their luxurious lifestyles and jeweled clothing for spiritual asceticism. (laughs) That's so lame. But like privation, which is what most of the clergy actually is about. They don't even let you have iPhones if you're a monk. Fucking who? Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) So, people hated the church, and it just got worse. Mm. For one thing, the church didn't have to pay taxes. Of Mm. course they didn't. They still don't. Like the merchant classes and general laities, everyone else is paying taxes, and the churches, the monks are just rolling on piles of gold coins, and you see chickens. (laughs) That was it, exactly. Great. They also didn't donate much of their wealth to defending the city. So, again, the middle class and the merchants and the burghers, they're just, like, putting all their money into defending the city from outside attacks, and the monks are like, nah. We're defending you from outside attacks from Satan. And that's where our money goes, not on the park. (laughs) Not on this uh, 12-course feast we had. That came from God. God's gift, women. (laughs) So it wasn't just that the citizens of Strasbourg resented and hated the wealthy clergy because they were wealthy. They were also really concerned for their own souls. Because if your priest's job is to absolve you of your sins (laughs) and perform the rites to cleanse your soul and christen or baptize you or whatever, you can't, like, corrupt priests are just damning you to hell right with them. He just rocks up drunk and is like, yeah, you're married. This is a confession. (laughs) All right. You're married. Married mouth. I'll marry you. Do you want a bite of this chicken? And he's just got like a fistful of pork. And you're like, this is nothing. And he just like fucks up again. (laughs) Or if you go to a confession and you're like, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. Hey-o! Five Hail Marys! I love it. I love it so much. So oh, how they suffered, though. Oh, how they suffered. Uh, so the Stragsbergians were like, well, we are fucked to shit. <laughs> fucked, to sh- <laughs> fucked to shit. And hell didn't seem very far away. In the build-up to 1518, good harvests were very scarce. It was often the case the crops were destroyed by freezing winters, or too much rain, or too little rain, or blistering Mm. heat. It sometimes happened for years and years and years in a row. So peasants had to eat the very last scraps of their harvest and their boots and dig for acorns. Oh god, that must be so scary. It really must- and they had nothing to sell, so they couldn't buy more seed for the next harvest that wouldn't work out. So if you've got nothing to plant for the next year, what do you do? You take out a loan from the local monastery. Ah. Ursuri was also a sin, by the way. I don't know how to pronounce it. What is it? Us- Ursuri? Ursuri? It's, it's lending out money with, with interest. Usury. Usury? I, I don't know. It's got vowels. But whatever it is, it's a fucking sin. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> Thanks. Don't say it. <laughs> and the church would hit you with crazy high interest. 
Not only that, but if you couldn't pay them back, they'd excommunicate you. This, it's a goddamn mafia. It's it so fucking cool. They're like, you can't pay me back for the seed. Hell. Hell for you. You're going to hell. Fuck off. I want the villagers to come up to like the monastery, which is having like like a party. It's like, ants, 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 ants. And you've got like this, like, you see lights in the background, like search lights and shit, and they knock on the door, and the villagers like, please, we need some help. And they're like, uh, uh, sure, give me a minute. And they're like, knocking over beer cans and shit, you know. And then they're like, you're going to hell. 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 Give me money first. Show your tits, Mary Magdalene. <laughs> Shut up. Shh. We're trying to be sober. It's like five, five Hail Marys. <laughs> like when your neighbour comes over when you're having a house party and you're like, nope. What's that? My book club. My book club. Yeah, it's fine. Shut up. She wants a bite of this chicken. It's just the sound my husband makes when he snores. <laughs> so all this added to a lot of civil unrest. Mm. There were a number of failed uprisings, and the tension between the laity and the church just kept growing and growing and growing. Mm. Those who tried to rise up against the church were usually betrayed and then beheaded. Ooh. But this did little to quench the growing unrest. There was a charismatic leader called Just Fritz, who would wait until famine and plague were at their worst, and then he'd instigate an uprising. Charismatic leaders are Char- always the ones. <laughs> He's just really weird, though, because he'd keep <laughs> instigating this uprising, mm. and then a peasant would betray him, and then... Everyone else would get caught and beheaded, and then he would just disappear into the black forest <laughs> to emerge anew for like twenty years. And be I like, don't... "Kill them!" And everyone's like, "Yeah, kill them! Kill the priests! Kill the priests!" And was like, "Kill the priests!" Someone's talking about killing the priests, yeah. And in 1494, so this is still a bit of a way before 1518, but it just goes to show that for like decades and decades, this shit had been happening, yeah. all this stuff. So in 1494, as the 16th century was about to dawn, a new problem made its way to Strasbourg. Soldiers returning from war in Italy brought a special present with them. Syphilis. Yay! And Strasbourg was like, um, thanks, but I've already got one in the back. And they were like, no, happy birthday! Here you go, mate. Here you go. For you. It started with joint pain. Then blisters and pustules covered the genitals, legs, face, arms, and sides. Then those red sore pustules turned black and your flesh began to fall off. (sighs) eating away at the body and giving it off a rancid stench. Oh, Al Capone, you were so hot. <laughs> lepers used to enjoy... You know, lepers used to avoid people with syphilis because they were like, they are stinky as fuck, fuck my friend. Let's pass me my arm <laughs> and I need to leave. Pass me my legs so I can nope the fuck out of here. <laughs> Again, God was punishing his people for their lustful ways mm. and they prayed and burned incense and begged for mercy and she did exactly what you'd expect it yes. to. Then the bubonic plague reared its head in the early 1500s. These poor people, oh my it's god. Plagues, plagues as far as the eye can see. Plagues, plagues everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and still the church continued to live it up while people died around them. These monks, Jesus. They were aggressively cruel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Did you ever read The Monk? I love The Monk. It's so good. It's very good. Yeah. I love the ending. It's just, (laughs) it suddenly turns from like this dark thriller into like, what? You idiot. (laughs) 
four bad omens literally rained down in the form of hailstones as big as people's fists, <gasps> crushing everything. Jesus. As well as a frozen goose. They <laughs> 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 like... Okay, uh, as above, this below. Is cloudy with a chance of meatballs, and I do not like it. <laughs> and priests began to see demons and witches everywhere. Mm. And those who went to church, and everybody went to church, began to see werewolves in the shadows, <laughs> and Satan's minions eating children alive in the forests, and demons tormenting them at every turn. In 1516, so we're getting close, thousands of people started to hallucinate their dead loved ones appearing before them, escaped from purgatory, begging them to hold masses for their souls, running and screaming in the streets and fields, carrying their severed heads and bloodied limbs. Oh. Thousands of people were hallucinating this shit. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, oh, I don't think we're going to heaven, guys. shit. So the people of Strasbourg were on their own. There was no clergy to stand between them and God, and God clearly fucking hated them. Yeah, he was not involved in this situation. So all these disasters had been playing out for the last couple of decades, and 1518 was no different. Again, famine would hit as crops failed. People would ransom their souls for a loan from the church (laughs) to keep them going just a bit longer. Mm. Then plagues would decimate the populace. Then revolts would be organized and then fail. (laughs) 1517 was particularly bad with another failed harvest. Things had been looking good so far, and, like, the vines were, like, swelling with grapes, and the crops Mm. were looking good. Why was that so (laughs) sexy? And people were like, oh, food's gonna be so good, I'd really like to eat now. to eat food again. It'd be fucking tasty. Then there was a severe cold spell followed by crushing hail. Oh, then smallpox tore through the populace. Okay, w- w- did God hate them? <laughs> yes! I think so. I think he did. Yeah. So they got smallpox, then they got hit by the bubonic plague, then leprosy <laughs> came, <laughs> and then, just to top it off, a disease called the English sweats, which could kill its victim in hours. So it was just like, boom, 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 you're dead. Dead, dead, Fuck dead. Off. Death for you, death for you. Dead, plague, dead, plague, dead, plague, dead, plague, dead, plague, 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 famine. Joseph Fritz <laughs> led another revolt. <laughs> he and popped back again and was like, Time to and it was like, yeah! <laughs> and people were like, oh, it's going to be such a just society. It's going to be so great and egalitarian. And then it failed once more. Because, like, a peasant didn't want to set fire to a monk's house or something like that and betrayed them. Lame. Greg. Idiot. And all the while, the clergy were feasting and whoring and exploiting the poor, watching the poverty-stricken mothers killing off some of their children so that others might live. Oh. So the citizens of Strasbourg were desperate for their lives, anxious about their souls, and not a surprise then that they had the psychological distress necessary to trigger a bout of hysteria. Yes. It was hard. God, I mean... <laughs> yeah, that that was hard times, though. When people say, if you mm. could go back to any time, when would it be? Not 1518 Strasbourg! Never. Like, everyone's like, what time would you go back to? It's like, now. It's literally never been better than it is now. Everyone thinks it's bad? No, it's not. Last it's Friday. It's continually better and better and better. Maybe a week ago or something before then. But now <laughs> is when I would go, and definitely not then. The time when I can vote, please. Yes, the time when medicine and science exists instead of it <laughs> not just witches, being like witches and God. 
Witches and God. Witches and God. Those are the only two things you need. <laughs> so we've addressed why hysteria, but why dancing? In a lot of cultures, dancing is a way to ward off evil or injury. Oh, yeah, yeah. I suppose like, like ceremonial things. Mm. Mm, like the Italians have the tarantella mm-hmm. to cure themselves of poisonous spider bites. Yeah. And in the ancient Greeks, you get the Corybantes, who worship the goddess Cybele Cybe- right. through tranced dancing. Oh. Of course, those dances are voluntary, like you're you're choosing to put yourself into a tranced state mm. to to ward off evil by dancing. Whereas this dancing epidemic was obviously not. Those who do these kinds of dances enter a deep trance that lets them escape from their immediate pain and suffering. Not just their physical pain, like the fact that you've ripped the tendons in your feet because <sighs> you're dancing and dancing. <laughs> yeah. So bad. But it also lets you escape your psychological distress as well. Yeah. It's often that psychological pain that triggers that that trance state. And Frau Trofea had that to fucking spare. (laughs) There were people who, during that period, would voluntarily induce trances to dance for St. Vitus to earn his forgiveness. (laughs) (laughs) Because of the period? (laughs) Because he was punishing? Yeah, because he was... Like, he was a vague saint. Um, he, he was initially, like, the saint that gave epilepsy and took it away. Right. And then on smaller occasions, he gave people the dancing sickness and took it away. Right. It, it had never happened on this kind of scale before. Right. But it, as I mentioned in the last episode, it did sometimes happen that people would go into this dancing fever. Mm-hmm. And it was Invitus that's that did it. So sometimes people were like, shit's gonna go down, and I want to just get it over with so they would induce a trance to mm. dance for St. Vitus and by saying look at me dance look, look at me dance, dance. <laughs> and he'd be like yeah right cool cool you're you're skipped thanks yep that's good <laughs> duty done you've already done your dancing so I don't need to mm. make you do it good pretty much like they would try to ward off his displeasure by kind of punishing themselves in it's advance it's like this is a long story short super super long story super super short is that one summer I was plagued by keys and I thought that key ghosts were leaving tiny keys all around my house <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna go into it so, Witches! I, so I bought a necklace of like it was pretty it had loads of keys on it so I could be like look key ghosts I don't need any more keys I've got a necklace of them please please stop leaving tiny keys every <laughs> Because I thought that maybe, like, demons were leaving them around, and that if I would collect them, like, one day I would wake up and find a tiny doorway with, like, 16 keyholes around that I would need to fit in to go through into, like, to the world or something. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I Logic. get it, is what I'm saying. I totally get it. <laughs> I like that you jump straight to demons rather than, like, squirrels who are concerned about security. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, moving on seamlessly from the key ghost story. <laughs> I'm like, where do I go from here? <laughs> so speaking of the things. Speaking of the things. So people who had voluntarily induced chances to dance with and fight us all the key demons. Yes. To earn his forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Frau Trofea had all of this as part of her cultural background to draw on in her hysteric state. She would also have memories of carnival during Lent, which is when like the topsy-turvy world of the carnival used to take over Strasbourg and you'd get like the king of fools, mm-hmm. hunchback and nudge down. Yes. People would be happy and eat and have sex and dance in cathartic abandon. So again, th- this, this dance background. Mm-hmm. People also danced on saints' days, at weddings, at funerals and baptisms, in the shower, and so on. (laughs) So 
she might have danced not because she was joyful because yeah. she wasn't but because in her hysteric state she associated dancing with joy yeah and carefree times it was just something like entrenched in her that is like that this is escapism um, yeah uh the dog and the bell thing Pavlovian response. Yes, exactly. Like, those were the times when I was happy. Yeah. And actually, when plagues hit the town, people mm. would often dance to cheer themselves up. Mm. So, like, kind of this courage in the face of inevitable death. Oh. <laughs> yes. But yeah, she, she wasn't having fun when she danced. Like I mentioned, choreomaniacs often scream for help when they were roused from their oh. hysteric trances. So in their trance state, they would they would be able to ignore the pain somewhat, mm. the physical pain. Yeah. But then they'd snap out of the trance and start screaming and begging people to help them. God damn. Sometimes they even leapt into the Rhine to drown themselves because of the, 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 the terror. God, yeah. yeah. So there were many reasons for her to slip into a trance and dance. Past associations of dancing with carefree catharsis or believing herself to be cursed by an angry agent of God, St. Vitus. Other people mm-hmm. figured that they might as well give up and start dancing as a preventative measure <laughs> or form of prayer, like the key demon. Yes. So they were like, you know what, I'm just going to give up now. Yeah. It's going to come for me anyway. Or it's like in Shaun of the Dead where they're like pretending to be the zombies. Exactly. Yeah. People did this in other forms throughout history. Like you get certain um, Catholic cultures engaging in self-flagellation where they whip themselves. Mm. Or nuns who used to lick weeping sores. Oh. Or eat the scabs of lepers. Oh, no, Or no. drink their pus. Stop it! Stop <laughs> saying words! Disgusting words. Oh. So people used to do that. Like, I'm going to eat the scab and then I'm not going to get leprosy. Yeah. Does that give you leprosy? It does. <laughs> it certainly gives you something. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good comes from leprosy. No. Like... Ew. No. Pus drinking. Ugh. (laughs) That was a gross. Mm -mm. Can't be cursed with the dancing plague if you're already dancing your feet to bloody rags. Check me to God. (laughs) (laughs) Now who's the idiot? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a grand master. (laughs) And other people were faking it for other reasons. The city had been keeping the dancers supplied with food, and people donated money to the cursed dancers in the hope of saving their own souls. So not everyone was truly entranced. They were like, oops, uh uh-oh, oh, I'm dancing, give me the steak. Got the Saturday night fever. <laughs> Give me money. Staying alive. <laughs> Staying alive. <laughs> Which is not what they did in Strasbourg. Give me the steak. Yeah, not staying alive. As mentioned in the last episode, it was only once people felt that they'd earned the forgiveness of St. Vitus that they were cured. The highly specialized ritual with the red shoes and the oil and the cross and the sacrifice of the penny and the Latin mass, that was enough to penetrate the fog of hysteria and reassure them that they'd been cleansed of their sin. They had to make this terrible journey by wagon and climb to this mountain shrine and then have this mass with these elaborate props and, Mm. like, the, the paraphernalia of ritual. This was what was enough. Also, just on a side note, for the first time in these people's lives, the city had been concerned about their well-being. (laughs) How lovely! (laughs) So, the sufferers... It, it was usually the poor people because of this. They were the most distressed. They were the ones getting the plague and starving and selling their souls for more seed. Yeah. So the sufferers were people in physical and psychological distress who'd endured decades of neglect by the church and very real hardship. Mm. But for a month, everything had been about them. So they'd been cared for. 
their needs had been seen to, and a whole city had been focused on ending the plague. Yeah. So that was enough to shake them out of their trance state and kind of gave them that psychological fortification that they didn't fall back into it, which is kind of sad. Yeah. It's so sad. It's, that is like... So many hoops to jump through to, to mm. get some attention in there. <laughs> <laughs> what do we need to do? Well, yeah. poor people here, we have a good benefit system and a welfare state, so we can take care of them because people fall on hard times. And instead of just being like, fuck it, it's your own fault, we're like, well, we should support you and help you until you can get back to it. Mm. And this was like, they literally had to dance themselves to death to get people to give <laughs> I'm not saying things got way better for them after this, because mm. they were still poor. I'm sure many people suffered lifelong trauma as a result of, yeah, of being like afflicted by this plague. your feet danced to the bone, mm. and so then you won't have feet, I assume, after that? Or you twitch for the rest of your life. <laughs> but certain measures were taken in place to take more care of the poor. Mm. Not enough, but something was done. Yeah. And I mentioned in the last episode, Martin Luther started taking away the church's complete power of your soul. So it became more of a personal responsibility, which freed you from the fear that your corrupt priesthood were going to just damn you along the way. <laughs> and mm. then you start like entering the age of reason, 1700s, the enlightenment. Yeah. Like these superstitions start falling away, which is why we don't get dancing plagues now. Mm. Because we, we just don't have that supernatural mystical thinking anymore yeah. to trigger it. Mm. You, you did get dancing plagues in certain societies popping up here and there. But like I said, the last one was in the 1800s and it's just not something that would arise again yeah it's like the, the cultural um, subconscious things aren't there anymore mm. so like if there was ever like a hysteria that would come about it would manifest in a different way mm. I think what's very common now although I've got to admit I, I haven't researched this extensively mm. is laughing and fainting right and it's, I especially read about it taking place in schools so, like, girls' schools will suddenly have this laughing epidemic oh. where one girl will start laughing and then it just spreads throughout the entire school. you got to wonder why these take place and, like, what's happening behind them. Yeah. But that is the dancing plague, an example of the weird things our brains can fucking do to us. Yes. Key demons, for instance. Just. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, uh-huh. Uh, so yes, this is the last just. ever podcast episode. <laughs> Not Never. Anymore. Well, I don't want to get infected by the key demon. Like, if you find tiny keys everywhere, you let me know. Because <laughs> they've been following me around. So, uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter. I did an insane thing last time, so now it's your turn. <laughs> my insane thing. Oh, wait, no, it's my something's a good sometimes. Oh, yes, we gotta be happy. So, um, since we've been dancing this whole episode, what's your something's a good sometimes? Okay. I think my something is a good sometimes is that I, um, a sad thing happened and so like I was sleeping on the floor in my room where I have my rabbits because it's like I love my rabbits, they need to cheer me up. And so like my bunny was like sleeping next to my head and Aww. so it was really cute, like I would wake up in the morning and my bun would just be there so i just like roll over and give him a little kiss. <laughs> and like one night, one one morning, I woke up because I felt his whiskers tickling my face, <laughs> and he was licking me. And then also, like my arm got cold, so I like moved it up and just like put it put it against his fur, so he was like warming my arm. And I would be like nudging him throughout the night as I, I tossed and turned, but Aww. he would just like stay there. And so that was really that was really nice to cheer me up, my little bun there, because <laughs> like wake up and pet him. And he only climbed on me a little bit to wake me up loads as well. 
Bunnies are just fluffy guardian angels really that are evil. <laughs> yeah, one morning I woke up, he was like on me on my chest, and, like <laughs> licking the the duvet. So, but it was really cute. I just woke up and pet him. Like those sleep demons that sit on your chest and give you nightmares. Yes, but a benevolent one. <laughs> and one Aww. time as well, it was my other bunny. I rolled over. I thought it was a uh, Pudge, but it was Gandalf. And I was like, oh, oh hi. And so like, pet, <laughs> well, you're pet him instead. And, and Marilyn Monroe is nowhere to be seen because she's <laughs> the worst and she's a fucking bitch. But the bitch other funny. two buns are good. So other Aww. two buns, if you're listening, you're great. Well, I'm sorry you had a sad thing, but I also am, I'm glad you had a nice thing. It, like, yes, it paved way for a cute bunny time. Yeah, it was nice. Bunny bonding. Yeah, pets are nice. So I guess I've got to go on my God Queen tirade. You have to have a rant. I think it's going to be we need like a weird rant at the end of the episodes now. <laughs> <laughs> So Jess has had a god queen rant, so yeah. here's mine, which is, um... Witches. Witch, witch. Witches! 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 I guess I could go in the opposite direction and go, um, so if you didn't mind, if you didn't hate us too much, and, um, <laughs> if... I, I know we're, we're annoying, and, and women, and it's very shrieky, but if, if you like the idea of looking at our Twitter, yeah. maybe, like, off, at Awful Forever part. Yeah. So there's that, and again, if, if you want to be severely irritated, <laughs> and aroused by us reading Victorian erotica yeah. in a sultry way into your ears, mm-hmm. then you might just consider just a little bit donating to our Patreon, and we'll make up terrible things about you and spread it to the world, if, if you don't mind. If it's not too much trouble. If it's not. If you don't think we're too shrill. But but I am sorry that I, that I mentioned it at all, and I regret it now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. It's a good rant. It's okay. That was really good. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm working on it. Uh, yeah. They say, you know, be forceful in the world, and that's what I'm... You did... Baby steps, said the corrupt priest to the person who couldn't dance. <laughs> <laughs> or to the person who couldn't stop dancing. On that happy note. Bye, everyone. 